Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad that you're with us on the TeleSouth Super Talk network of stations across the state of Mississippi. Time for a Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. The first segment of the Eagle Hour today brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, the place to go to take your family for delicious barbecue, smoked, cooked fresh every day. And don't forget, tailgate parties, big or small, Dickie's is where you want to be. Luke Johnson will be reporting momentarily from uh, the ballpark out at Pete Taylor Park, where the first round, first game of the first round of the uh, regional tournament, Southern Miss against uh, Army. They're getting ready to throw out the first pitch here any moment now. He'll have an update from the scene in just a few minutes. We'll also be joined by Dr. Denny Bubrig, who Southern Miss has a national championship. The baseball team's playing for one, but one of the Southern Miss teams has already garnered one. One of the eSports teams, the Rainbow Six team, has won a national title. We're going to be talking with Dr. Denny Bubrig and one of the players on that team a little bit later on. But joining us now in our first segment on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline, joining us from Enid, Oklahoma, the site of the Junior College Baseball World Series, is the head baseball coach at Pearl River Community College, Michael Avalon. His team has its back against the wall tonight in a best two out of three game series. His team is down one game to none against a team from Madison. Madison, Wisconsin, a tournament uh, veteran team, and Pearl River goes up against Madison tonight in a game that Pearl River must win to force a winner-take-all game three. Coach Av, good to have you on the show with us. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you for having me, and uh, you know, enjoy, always enjoy talking a little baseball. You know, your team, uh, your team went in ranked number one. Madison is number two, so I guess the pollsters got this one right. Uh, a Madison team, I talked about them being tournament-savvy, tournament experience. Has that been a factor at all? Well, maybe so. Um, you know, last night we just, uh, you know, didn't play well. They did. Uh, you know, one of the things we've learned about this tournament, this is the longest we've been in it, and uh, it's, it's a long tournament. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure it has helped them being here for four years in a row, and and uh, but you know I like our chances tonight. We've got a good club. Um, we're we're tough. We're going to play hard. You know that was the thing. Uh, um, you know yesterday we just didn't we just didn't play well. And credit to them. They're again they're 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 not the number two team in this tournament um, by mistake. They are very very good, um, and they they just had more hits than we did last night, and you know took a little more uh, advantage of their opportunities, uh, but. Um, you know, baseball is like life. You know, it's a new day, and, uh, you know, we're not going to let yesterday affect us. We're going to move forward, 
uh, you know, and make the best of today. You know, I was wondering where this Madison team was from originally, you know, Wisconsin. You'd figure if it was a hockey team, you know, they'd be pretty good up in Madison. <laughs> but with the experience of this program, they've been good for a while. And when you're a good team like your program is, you attract good players regardless of where you're located. Yeah, absolutely. They are, um, you know, they're very talented. You know, when you compare the two teams in the tournament, I thought, uh, hands down, these were the two most talented teams in it. Uh, one of the big things that you're seeing uh, right now is just the depth on the mound. They're, they are solid on the mound. We've, we've got some really good guys ready to go today. You know, we'll have some guys come back uh, that threw earlier in the tournament. On You know, and so that'll, you know, get back to some of our top arms, uh, hopefully for this final two games, um, you know, and see if we can, uh, you know, win a national championship. You know, I told the guys um, even before yesterday, I said regardless of what happens, we're, we're – uh, very proud of this team. They've they've accomplished a lot. They uh, uh, one of the biggest compliments that we've gotten around town is uh, that uh, our guys have been uh, incredibly courteous and nice, and and they're good young men. And uh, that's that's great to hear. The the other big positive is they're really good baseball players. That's why we're playing for a national championship. So uh, as a coach, I'm I'm very very proud of this group. Uh, I think we've got a couple games left in us, and uh, you know we're going to make sure that we do our best to. Uh, represent Mississippi uh, and the baseball in that area and see if we can win a national championship. Well, you're giving the baseball tonight to a, to a hired hand who you know has been pretty consistent. In fact, at the, region, at the Region 23 tournament that Pearl River hosted, Dakota Lee was nearly flawless. And you know, he gets the ball tonight on the mound for your Wildcats. What do you like about his skill set, Coach Avalon? Uh, you know, the biggest thing with Dakota, I like his emotion. Um, he's an emotional guy. This is an emotional game. You think, well, Coach, that may not be always the best uh best thing but i think it is uh he's gonna go out there he's gonna pitch pitch he's gonna compete he's gonna pitch with passion uh he wants the baseball i think in these moments that's um ultimately important is that you want the baseball in your hand you want to be able to guy on the mound because so much you know goes off that um you know and he's a strike thrower he's um you know he's been uh probably our our uh, best pitcher of late as you mentioned in the regional he also threw game one uh, in the World Series for us and was very good. So this will be his second start here, uh, which I think is to his advantage to where he's been here. Uh, he's pitched on this mound. That's one of the biggest things we've we've noticed is, you know, when guys get their first opportunity, <laughs> there's obviously a lot on you know on the line, um, and so the pressure's there. But he's handled it all year, and we expect him to do the same tonight. Um, but he's got really good stuff. A strike thrower should should be able to pitch and keep these guys off balance. I want to talk a little bit about recruiting. Your Pearl River team has been ranked pretty much in the top five all year long and for the longest period of time at number one. And your team is indeed, as you mentioned, playing for a national championship. Next year, four of your Wildcats will be headed to South Al, South Alabama. One is headed to Troy. One is headed to Louisiana Lafayette. Now, the, all of those schools... What they have in common is that they are members of the Sun Belt Conference, which is a team, which is a conference, of course, that Southern Miss is moving to. At the moment, Southern Miss does not have any signees or commits from Pearl River. And the one question I get all the time is, how is that? Now, let me, before I throw it to Coach Avalon again, before I ask him, I need, you know, it's, it's not all about, and nothing is automatic, and you recruit where you have needs, right? The thing that you have to keep in mind about this Southern Miss team is a lot of these guys that are on this current team that's getting ready to play Army right now, they're going to be back. So it's not like there's a whole lot of room. And COVID threw a monkey wrench into the things, too, where players were getting an extra year. So, Coach Avalon, talk to us 
from a recruiting standpoint for you as well. There's a lot of great local baseball players, but you can't have them all. Well, it's just like you already mentioned it. It comes down to need-based and, and being the right fit. Um, you know, we, we have a very good relationship with Southern Miss Baseball. Uh, they, they do an incredible job of recruiting our guys. You know, you got Reese Ewing and Landon Harper there who are right. time players for them this year. And, um, you know, they, they, they are always uh, checking our guys. But it's about a, a, a need and the right fit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. We still have a couple guys left that may show up and be wearing the black and gold next year. You never know. But I also know that we've got some freshmen um, that are getting interest from, from Southern Miss. But, um, you know, we're thankful that our sophomores, you know, generally always have a place to go on and play baseball. That just speaks to the type of player that we have in our program. Um, you know, and, and, and that's what we ask our guys to do. We ask them to find the best fit for them. You know, go where, um, you know, uh, I'll, uh, you know, obviously a lot of our guys would love to play at Southern Miss. It's one of the top programs in the country. Uh, but, again, it just comes down to one of those things is, you know, year in and year out, it's just got to be, hey, what are they looking for? And as you mentioned, that's a very veteran club. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys are coming back next year. So we knew early on that they didn't have, um, you know, much of a need. I think they only signed one junior college arm that I know of. Uh, and so that just tells you, hey, they're, a, they're an older club, and they, um, you know, they just didn't have, um, you know, need many guys. Uh, but uh, I know in the future I, I expect several of our guys to end up, um, you know, headed that way at some point. The ultimate, obviously, is to win the national championship at the junior college level. And you guys, and we certainly hope that you will emerge this year as national champions. But your program, if it's not where you want it, it's, it's pretty close. What has been the, the biggest turnaround, Michael Avalon, in the six years that you've been there? What, what has worked? Well, I think I think the biggest thing is just um, you know our 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 college just does an incredible job of supporting us, uh, giving us the resources to be successful. If you look at our facilities, um, you know they're some of the best as far as junior college in the country. Uh, athletes want to play at uh, nice places; they want to see nice things; they want to live in nice dorms, and so those are things that have, you know really helped us. Um, but I think winning helps it. I think uh, uh, even before we had these nice uh, field and. And, and the brand new dorms and stuff, we were able to have, you know have success. Uh, and so um, people want to win, uh, and so we want to we want players on you know uh, players that are winners on our team. So that's who we go after, uh, and we've had success there. But you know all the credit goes to the players. They have worked incredibly hard. They're very talented, uh, and I think the other thing that you know goes without saying is just how good of people and how good of families they come from. Um, and you know the bottom line, I, I said it a second ago, but they're winners. Uh, and that's that's been the difference. And I got to tell you too, in about a minute before we let you go, Coach, uh, the MACCC to me is one of the best kept secrets in the country. The, the junior college program, particularly in baseball, all you have to do is look at Tim Anderson at, uh, with the Chicago White Sox who played at East Central. There are some darn good baseball players, top to bottom, in the MACCC. Yeah, you just look at all the, you know, you just take the guys from Pearl River over the last couple of years. You talk about Reese, you talk about Landon, you talk about Landon Garman, who was uh, the, the the American Conference Pitcher of the Year or Newcomer of the Year up there. We've got Bryson Ware at Auburn. Um, you know, we've got players that are, you know, Shamar Page threw a perfect game at Gramlin and, you know, was top five in strikeouts right. in the country. Uh, Miles Smith was uh, South Alabama's number one for the last couple of years. He got hurt this right. year. But right there, there's, there's pretty, you know, plenty of examples of how good baseball is in Mississippi. Not only are they good players at our level, but they're going to the next level right. and making an impact. So, All right. uh, you know, very proud of them. Coach Av, good luck tonight at 7 o'clock. Game two of the best of three game series. The Wildcats have got to win it. We have every confidence that you will. Coach Michael Avalon, thanks so much. Good luck. Thank you, Roll River Roll. All right, when we come back, we'll go out to Pete Taylor Park for an update of the Southern Miss Army game. That's next on the Eagle Hour.
to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour continues on stations across the state. The Telesouth Mississippi Talk stations. We're glad that you're. I am struggling with that today, Michael. I normally don't have any trouble with that at all. But I, I will correct. You. I was going to do it in the break, and I forgot. It's uh, no longer Telesouth. It's really? Super Talk Mississippi Media Stations. Okay. Across the state. Well, I'll have to call I you. Got to it. forward you that memo because I am. I'm just struggling with that today. I That's normally okay. just zip right through. It's it. Friday. We have other things on our mind. Yeah. It's it's been a, it's been a busy week, and and of course the topic of discussion is Southern Miss baseball. We're going to head to the Pete in just a second. This segment brought to you by Campus Bookmart. I don't have any problem with that. Campus Bookmart, the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to Southern Miss on Hardy Street. And you talk about being busy today. They've got all kinds of uh, Southern Miss swag. Even some of the Army guys that Southern Miss is playing have been buying Southern Miss uh, swag so that they can, uh, as a memento of, of the tournament, but they've got everything there uh, at Campus Bookmart. Joining us now at Pete Taylor Park is our colleague, Luke Johnson. Luke, uh, no, t- it was just didn't know who... Coach Barry was going to start yesterday, and, and we got the word yesterday afternoon at 4 o'clock. It was Tanner Hall, and Bob, Getty, and I, we, we guessed it. We guessed it right. Tell me about uh, your thought about going with Tanner today. Yeah, I think the, the deal with Tanner Hall is uh, if you can get him to throw you seven or eight innings to save the bullpen. and It's the bottom of the first here. I'm actually sitting on the toolbox of Jody Lott's 1999 F-150 in the roost. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Sargent has just singled down the right field line, and the Eagles have him on the corners. Reese Ewing's on third, bottom of the first, two outs. Army went three up, three down in the top of the first, but the Eagles threatening here. Slade Wilkes at the plate. Now, now we knew it was going to be crowded, but so crowded that your only view is on is on a Jody Lott's toolbox. Is that what things have come down to? I have a great spot. Sometimes, you know, where you are in the roost, you can't even see the pitch count. I, I'm able to view it all up here, and, you know, we got a uh, – I was looking behind me. Let's see. Jalapeno cheese sausage is oh. on the table behind us. Yeah, what else? And, uh, <laughs> um, well, they're, they're, now somebody's reaching to get some of it. Okay, oh, you're at, okay Tom, Tom Colt's actually handing me a piece of sausage. I'm going to try it for you on air, Kelly. Okay. It's uh, really good. I can, I, really good, Kelly. I can only really imagine, good. yeah, as I'm here in the studio and you guys are, are, are out at the game. The things were a buzz about a half an hour even before the first pitch, so the Eagle fans were ready for this one, huh, Luke? Yeah, I mean, the place was a buzz. People excited. You know, I, I got down here probably between 12.15, 12.30, just a horde of Eagle fans crossing 4th Street. And what was really cool, guys, during the um, during the National Anthem, of course, Army comes out and stands, and then Southern Miss stands on the line, and they sing the National Anthem. And Southern Miss arranged to fly over two Army helicopters, flew over the field, and they weren't very high up. I mean, it, they were, you know, maybe 200 feet above – above uh, 300 feet above the playing surface but it was it was pretty awesome um as they came over and struck out guys who were headed to the top of the second round all right so no score after one and uh, game two tonight will feature lsu and kennesaw that'll be a six o'clock start and uh of course they'll clean out the stadium because every session you have to get a, a separate ticket uh have you heard anything from the from the lsu and kennesaw folks luke any of them in the stands already for this this uh, session I was actually counting purple shirts. I, I count from my vantage point in the roost. I have spotted two or three purple shirts in all of Pete Taylor Park. <laughs> so, Eagle fans doing theirs. You can't really tell Kennesaw uh, so much because, you know, they, they wear gold as well. But there's a lot of gold and, and black and obvious 
uh, Southern Miss. And, and right now, the, the grandstand sec or the, the general admissions in the grandstands is, is packed out. There's a few chairbacks that are empty, but, man, like the, the right field side behind first base, like where the families are, that flap, that place is packed and, and the roof is packed as well. Luke, there are a lot of people that, uh, that not knowingly – in knowing the situation, we're asking, why didn't the Eagles get the, the night slot? You know, if you're hosting a region, you would want the, the latest slot so that people who work, you know, wouldn't necessarily have to take off of work. But it's my understanding that those time slots were assigned by the NCAA. Is, is that accurate? I mean, the home team has the, the, the choice of when they want to play. Scott, Scott took the early slot from a rest perspective. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. He, he chose that, and he wants to give his, his team the, the best opportunity. Because if you were to lose tonight and have to play, because they move that game up tomorrow to 12. Right. So, you know, you're less than 12 hours in a turnaround. You're turning around stretching and hitting the VP at 9 o'clock, maybe 9.30 in the morning. Um, and you wouldn't get done till you know, 10, 10.30 tonight. So you surely – want to play in this first game. Yeah, so, so we did get clarification. The NCAA set the times of the right. games, and then the, then the home team then gets to choose. So that's where the misunderstanding was. So the NCAA d- does have some authority in setting game times, but as to where they play, again, Southern Miss's choice to, to play uh, the 12 noon game. So what you're, you've seen, both teams are still early on, I'm sure, like a prize fight. They're just kind of exchanging jabs. What's your gut feeling, Luke, in Las Vegas, Southern Miss is a huge favorite to win this game. Well, Army's left-hander, um, Carson Pato, hit one pretty good. It was at the warning track uh, just off to the right of center field. It was Everybody was thought it was about to go yard. Um, they're making contact with, with Tanner Hall. It's, it's, we've been on the phone just now. He's got two ground outs, but nothing's really been hit hard from Army's uh, perspective. Southern Miss, uh, you know, have uh, they, they got they got a hit and a walk in the top of the uh, first inning. Dickerson kind of hit a lazy fly ball to center field, but Eagles made good contact in the first. And you know, we know this lineup. Most of the time, they don't come screaming out the gates. It takes about the second, you know, or third time through the lineup when they they really start clicking. So. You know, the fact that they squared up a couple balls in the first bodes well for the rest of the game. And although Army does certainly have a respectable record and, and won its uh, you know conference tournament to, to get into the, the regional here, you, you made a point, and you're our numbers guy on the Eagle Hour, that teams of certain RPIs Army has not done so well against, and that is a category that Southern Miss fits into. You know, Army 1-9 against teams in the top 100 RPI. 28 of their 31 wins were quad four wins. So what does – the only thing that bothered me about this Army team was yesterday, you know, Coach Foster told us they bunt and, you know, they're scrappy. If you get a team that, you know, will be very aggressive, it could force throwing errors. And, you know, I could just see us, you know, we're throwing first base, giving them extra bases here or there. Southern Miss played pretty clean in the last half of the season, but occasionally that two or three error game may pop up. Um, but Tanner Hall's done his part so far. Um, two outs here in the, in the top of the second, haven't allowed a base runner so far. And you can't steal first. Army does like to steal bases. They're good at stealing bases. They run exceptionally well, but again, you can't steal first. Luke, we're going to cut you loose, and we'll check back with you in the, in the fourth segment uh, with another update live from Pete Taylor Park. Luke, thanks so much. 
in honor of you, I'm about to eat another piece of sausage. We'll talk to you later. Please do. Hoist one on my behalf. Luke Johnson there in the roost uh, at Pete Taylor Park in right field. So while the Eagle baseball team gets ready to play for a national championship, another team on campus, perhaps a team that you haven't heard of, although we hope that you have, that has secured a national championship is one of the Southern Miss eSports team. All right, now what is eSports? Well, you see kids all the time gaming, you know, with their, uh, I guess they still call them joysticks and things of that nature. Well, that's those are big-time sports now. And the Rainbow Six team at Southern Miss has secured a national championship. And joining us on set is Dr. Denny Buberg from Southern Miss, who is kind of the, uh, I don't know what you call it, faculty advisor or whatever you want to, that's what we called him in high school, Denny, you know. Faculty advisor, program lead, any of that works. <laughs> Whoever has the extra time at that time to be able to help him out. Basically, right? yes. Yes, sir. All right. So tell us, we knew that they were going to be able to compete in and for the championship, but the Rainbow Six team brought it home. Tell us how it came about. They did. Rainbow Six was able to capture the national title in our conference, the National Esports Collegiate Conference, uh, and and it just worked. Uh, it, it worked for them. They got a good draw and ended up defeating Carthage College uh, in in the final. And you know we're thrilled, obviously. Uh, two years in, two and a half years in, to be able to bring home a national title for Southern Miss. Uh, we've had a lot of good success on top of that. We had a national semifinalist in our Overwatch team. Uh, we had uh, four uh, four regular season division titles this year too, so we're we're anxious to get started for twenty two twenty three now. Now you know you've been on the show before, but I want to kind of digress for some folks who might might not have heard you know prior interviews. There's two two old people, and I'm one of them. Okay, so I'm not picking on old people. I'm one of them. Sure. When, when you say esports, you know there's that reaction of. Come on, seriously, esports. But look, this thing is big all over the country. It it is gigantic, and I completely get that perspective. I mean, I grew up in that Atari generation, the first generation, Nintendo, Pong, Pong all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I can see it when people go there. But it is not that anymore. It is two v two, two versus two. Sorry, I lapsed into a little esports talk. That's there. okay. Uh, two versus two, three, three, five, five, and even seven, seven. It is online competitive gaming in these titles. So a lot of the skills that our students are deploying on a, a virtual a digital sense are a lot of the things you're going to see in the traditional sports communication teamwork strategy uh, and even believe it or not physical fitness because of the endurance and the intensity that esports brings on well in our next segment after the commercial messages we're going to join be joined by josh Mackey, who is one of the student players of the rainbow six team he's now up in memphis of course the university uh, academic semester he's on his summer break is yep. over so he's up in, up in the memphis area so we're going to bring him in on the conversation talk about exactly how the rainbow six team secured the national championship for southern miss that's next as the eagle hour continues in just a moment
Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Now, look, you'd have to be living in a cave to know that it's a sellout, right, at the regional tournament at Pete Taylor Park. And Not Hattiesburg. necessarily, because we had people coming up yesterday asking about tickets. A lot of people, while we were doing our live broadcast, that kept walking up asking, where do I go get tickets? Had no idea it was sold out. Well, yeah, so, it's it's yeah. it's so. I mean, even on all the the signs that the university sold out, sold yep. out. But you can go to Four Street Bar and Grill and watch the game. They've they've got them piped in three or four different TVs, big TVs all over the place. You can also have a really nice meal. Uh, today is Catfish Friday, and if you are so inclined, if you want to. You know, take care of the thirst. They probably have some things there that can, uh, I, trust me, there'll be some LSU fans there tonight. So uh, anyway, the party's at 4th Street Bar and Grill. It always is right down from Pete Taylor Park across the Highway 49 Bridge. Continuing our discussion with Dr. Denny Bubrig of the Southern Miss eSports team, the Rainbow Six squad has secured a national championship for Southern Miss to the top. Joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi hotline is Josh Mackey. He's the captain of the Rainbow Six six team he's on uh, summer break now as the academic year is over josh good afternoon good afternoon T. how are you doing this fine afternoon i'm i am doing well tell us how you guys did it you beat carthage college out of kenosha wisconsin uh how did you how did you do it i mean as any other national championship winning team would tell you it, it was definitely tough because you no know, we didn't want to view it as it's just another match this is a national championship we're playing right i mean the nerves were definitely through the loose. This is our first time actually competing for a national championship since being a part of the USM Esports program. And, like, I was very nervous. I was like, if we lose this, I mean, like, this is going to stink. So, I mean, I, I really wanted to make sure that, you know, we were all calm going into this matchup and that we were all like, it, as much as this is, like, a, a big thing for us, no matter what the outcome is, I'm going to be super proud of how far we've gotten. So, it was a best of five. However, unlike last time we could see in the best of five, this was not a five-hour series. We thankfully got done in a reasonable about two to three hours. We were able to do it, and we ended up winning three, one against them, two as well. So, I mean, they did pull up five. I'm not going to lie. They did pull up a good fight. But in the end, I think we showed that we were the better team. We were better prepared for this matchup. And, like I said, super Super excited to be called the USM's first esports national champion. And there is a difference between winning something and having the other team lose something. So was this something that you guys won, or did Carthage? I mean, look, it doesn't matter. You got the hardware, right? It doesn't matter how you get it. I want to underline that. But did you guys win it, Josh, or did Carthage lose it? Uh, I, I felt like we won it. I feel like we won it personally, no matter what anyone else says. I feel like we won it because, like I said, we put in a lot of time and effort to for this moment. We've worked so hard this fall and spring season to get to where we are today. And I don't care how other people say it, a win's a win. No yeah. matter what, we are national champions. I mean, that's, that's the base, that's the basis of fact. And we certainly are not going to take that away from you. And as we, as we celebrate that today, we bring Dr. Denny Bubrig back in on the conversation. Denny, if, you're, if a guy wants to, or a woman for that matter, wants to try out for a sports team, baseball, football, whatever, sure. the coach will usually say, well, what's your 40 time? Right? That's oh, the litmus yeah. test. Absolutely. You got to run a certain speed or you're not even going to get a tryout, right? Yeah. So what, what is the question that you ask e-athletes if they want to participate 
for now a national championship program at Southern Miss? Sure. Well, kind of like the traditional sports and the 40 question you posed, each of the titles that we host have different metrics that create player rankings or that you can use that to see how successful a player is. And we look for certain levels in those rankings uh, to, to match up with the, I'll, I'll say, the starting lineup, so to speak. But even in that, if someone doesn't hit a certain, that certain spot in those rankings, uh, more than likely we'll bring them on because we want bench depth just like the traditional sports do. And that creates an opportunity for us to get players and help them to be better, uh, to help them grow, get a higher ranking, get more in-game experience. Uh, things of that nature, and then give them a, a chance to work into that starting rotation. I was kind of uh, joking with uh, with Dr. Bubrig here, Josh, that as an old person, I, I do understand video games as far as Tiger Woods, right? Yes. Madden. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and now EA NASCAR or whatever. So is there a few, I don't know anything about Rainbow Six or some of these other games, but I do understand that these sports games, those are on the horizon or maybe or already maybe starting being played at the collegiate level. We do see Madden being played, uh, NBA 2K, uh, FIFA soccer, and one that's starting to get a lot of momentum right now is virtual reality NASCAR. Uh, so, you know, it may be that we're on a racing circuit here in the next couple of years. It just depends on how the chips fall. So, Josh, what happens now? You can't do any better than a national championship. I mean, but there, you can always bring home more national championships. I mean, just recently I made a post on Twitter about what my future and what the goals for the USMR 16 moving for after such a successful season was, of course, bring home another and go back-to-back, be the first team to go back-to-back national championship. But even then, after, like I said, we never got to win that division title that we would have won fall semester. So, of course, winning a division title and also bring home a regular season title as well. So, there's still more hardware to be won for the USMR 16. I know national champion me is big. It's the biggest one you can win, but there's still more hardware that we want to bring home. And there are other games. Rainbow Six won the national title, but there are some other games that Southern Miss didn't win the national title. So, how do you? Is there any potential animosity there, Denny? Oh, Josh, I'm going to kick yeah. that one to you. Let you let you take that one. So, as, as much as, you know, being the first USM esports team to win that championship, of course, that goes some bragging right there. Hey, we, we did this for any other team. However, th- those teams also did stuff before we, we didn't win no regular season championship. We didn't win back-to-back regular season titles. That's something the Rocket League team can brag about. The Overwatch team brings home a division title. We didn't do that. They can always. So, they always have something to one-up uh, one up, one up with that. And like I said, much national champion is big. There is still more things to be done. I'm like I said, I'm super proud of all the teams at USM Esports that they all have something that they are proud of and they're most accomplished for. As much as I say, national champion may be big. We're not like I said. We haven't gone back to back regular season champs. We haven't won a division title yet. So those teams always still have a leg up and a somewhere. Yeah, and but- we want to eventually get there to be like, hey, we also did this too, and we got a national championship. But. There's no animosity. We're all super proud of each other. We, they, we all know how much work we put into these teams. I'm sure they, Dr. Danny knows how much work we put into these teams. Yeah, but, but, let's, but let's also be very candid. All right, a national championship, if you're looking for quote-unquote legitimacy from the outside world, a national championship brings instant credibility to what you're trying to do. So, Dr. Denny, as Josh calls you, how does a national championship 
perhaps bring the program now into a national focus to where you could get sponsorships to expand the gaming facility at Southern Miss as an example or so on? Well, sure, exactly, Kelly. It brings a, a different level of credibility. Uh, and a lot of the things like we talked about earlier about the people who see first-generation Atari and Nintendo and the idea of championships translates. And one of the areas that we're seeing that now, we we saw initial success in helping the university expand its geographic recruiting footprint. Uh, we hear from students literally all over the country that want to learn more about what we're doing and about the university. Uh, now we're to a point where we're actually starting to see that translate into uh, both applications and enrolled students uh, coming because of what we're doing and the success that we're having. Yeah, one of the things that, that academics will, will many times argue is academics should come first. Athletics maybe shouldn't even be a part of the, of the experience. But the experience is all-encompassing. It's part athletic. It's part academic. There's plenty of things to learn in all the different. So, so for those who are kind of against e-gaming or sports in general, Danny, what, what, would, you, what would you say to them that it has no part in the, in the experience of a college student? Well, 100%, we want a student in four to five years, whatever their degree program requires, for them to walk across that stage in re-green. That's the ultimate goal. But what we look to do is to be able to supplement their experience in areas of interest, areas of passion, uh, and areas that can potentially help them grow into a professional capacity. And we've talked about the college ranks. There's over 450 colleges involved in collegiate esports right now wow. there is a, a a snowballing professional league that would look very similar to what you might expect to see with the nfl and the nfl support structures the nba uh, all of the professional leagues and so how can we through their experience with us help position our students to be a part of that industry and so we look at that and yes we keep tabs on their practice times we keep tabs on their mental and physical health as best we can uh, and work to create that all-around experience now josh Mackey, you're the captain of the rainbow six team and like any captain or coach you you lose people to graduation and so on and so forth what about your rainbow six squad are, are, you, are they all back are you going to lose some players tell us how that goes so we actually did lose one of our players due to graduation. You know, shout Mr. Justin Platoon. You know, he's built, he was one of the day one original R6 members when the team first started. And so, I mean, the amount of time and effort he's put into this I cannot think of enough. You know, he's pretty much the main one. Like, he's like one of my motivational reasons why I play the game with Siege and why I'm in this role because he, get, he trusted me to take over his team as captain. And, you know, he felt like I was the right fit for the job. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in this today, so I, I really cannot thank him enough for all he's done for this team, all the help he has given me, all the advice he's given me. Okay. Uh, he, did, he did graduate in the spring, so we currently still, we do have three returning players. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to teaming them with again, but we are still actively recruiting a and new Alright Josh con Continued success buddy Congratulations Dr. Denny Bubrig as well We'll be with eSports all the way Thank you Kel When we come back another update from Pete Taylor Park That's The Eagle Hour continues in a moment
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. A Friday Eagle Hour edition on the Super Talk Mississippi Network of Stations. Kelly Sander and Michael Mergens in the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. Thanks to Dr. Denny Bubrig of the Southern Miss eSports team and Pearl River baseball coach Michael Avalon, whose Wildcats have to win tonight uh, to beat Madison, Wisconsin, in order to stay alive in the Junior College World Series. That is a best two out of three game series. It's down to two teams. Either Madison will win it or Pearl River will win it, but the Wildcats must win tonight. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at D1 and DBAT Training. Air-conditioned, big facility just off of Interstate 59, easy to get to, and a perfect uh, training facility for your youngsters as they start now to work toward the offseason in baseball and softball. Or if you just want to get in shape, get your uh, laps in, they can uh, put together uh, diet programs for you. There's, there isn't really any fitness uh, product that isn't available there, plus their their uh, facility and their where you can buy things. What, what am I? Pro Shop is what I'm looking for. Pro Shop is the term that I'm looking for. And you can find them online, too, to find out about all their summer camps that they're going to be offering at D1 and DBAT training. Let's go back out to Pete Taylor Park, where our own Luke Johnson is there. Luke, the Eagles had it runners on second and third, but could not capitalize. Bring us up to date. Yeah, in the second inning, they got two hits, um, but and had runners at second and third with one out, unable to capitalize. So the Eagles... Right now, uh, nothing doing for them in the bottom of the third. Uh, no score between them and Army as we go to the top of the fourth. The Eagles have already stranded those four. The four left on base. Happy to report, Kelly, there is also fried chicken, roasted peanuts, and cake now, uh, along with the deer sausage here at the roof. Okay, so the deer sausage with the jalapeno and cheese is still available if I get there a little in a little while? Jody said there wasn't enough for you. There was enough for the normal <laughs> human being, but not enough for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 will, I will buy that. Um, but the fact that Tanner Hall has got six strikeouts through, through three innings, obviously new math or old, that's two strikeouts an inning. That's encouraging. Yeah, he uh, struck out the side in the top of the third. Pitch count right now is at 43. Um, and so, you know, he's done pretty good against his army hitters. They will send up the top of the order for the second time through. And, you know, a lot of times that – more telling as hitters see, you know, the uh, the pitcher for the second time. So we'll see what he does here in the top of the fourth. Now, Army's got a lot of left-handed arms, uh, Luke. If you know, it, it looks like in when you're playing Army, you better get ready to to hit a lefty. You don't know which one, but it's probably going to be a lefty. Yeah, the, their starting pitcher. Um, I went back and looked. He threw game one of the Patriot League tournament last week, and six and two thirds innings, he threw 113 pitches. I think he's somewhere in the mid 50s right now. So a little ahead on the pitch count, but, you know, he's a guy at this rate, you know, we might see him throw into the seventh inning. So important for the Eagles when they get back up to start trying to get into that bullpen. And and so much has been made about Southern Miss people gobbling up these tickets and making sure that they stay in Golden Eagle fans' hands. You anticipate tonight, uh, looking ahead to the 6 o'clock game between Kennesaw and LSU, you anticipate a lot of Southern Miss fans coming back for that game, yes? Yeah, I mean, if people bought tickets, you know, for if they bought a book of tickets and, you know, for what you're having to pay for tickets, you want to come watch the the, the team. I mean, there's a, of course, there's, you know, LSU being here, but I mean, you're going to have to play one of these two teams tomorrow. So you might as well come watch it. It's Friday night, and uh, you don't get to do this very often. You know, this is the third time in 20 years you've hosted a regional, so. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great crowd tonight. Now, would it be unreasonable for me, because obviously everybody, the game is underway, as I make my way to Pete Taylor Park, would it be unreasonable for me to park 
somewhere maybe away from the field and just get an Uber to drop me, to drop me off at the field. Well, just stay well, here everybody. at the station and get one. Yeah, I could do, I could do that, I guess. Not everybody has uh, the availability of your resources. So oh. um, m- most people would park it, park there, and then just walk. That's what usually the uh, the normal human being would do. <laughs> yes, but if if you walk, I mean, if you've been walking, you're not built like me. I guess maybe I should have started walking a long time ago. Is is, <laughs> is what you're saying? Are, are you a little bit? Are you a little bit? Um, any is there any reason to be a little uh, nervous at this point, Luke? That, that it's still zero zero. Oh um, no, I mean we've seen this out of this team this year. I mean, you know, they they get a lot of base runners and. Sometimes don't get them in, and the fact that they've been hitting the ball, you know, early on, you got three hits through three innings, and you know, uh, as they start seeing him the second time through, I, I think this this batting order is going to face this pitcher, you know, at least three times, um, you know, with what his pitch count is and inning count, and so I, I figure. In the next two innings, we'll start seeing a few more runs for the Golden Eagles. Well, we certainly hope that that's, that's the case. And, of course, if Southern Miss wins this game, uh, the Eagles would then play tomorrow night in the winner's bracket. The loser of this game plays at noon tomorrow, I believe, um, in, an, in what would be an elimination game and would face the loser of tonight's game, LSU and Kennesaw. And, again, that game is scheduled for 6 o'clock. And as Jeff Mitchell told us yesterday on the Eagle Hour, Luke, they are going to completely clear out Pete Taylor Park in between sessions, yes? Yeah, they will. Um, just got to find maybe uh, – just get, be close. Don't don't leave because you may lose your parking spot. Tanner Hall with another strikeout here at the top of the fourth. And still no score. All right, Luke, thanks for keeping us up to date with what's going on there at the Pete, and we will physically see you very soon. Bye, Kelly. Thanks. All right, Luke Johnson there on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline. Michael Mergens, this is it. The Eagles have their destiny in their own hands, playing on their home field. Let's hope for the best. Yep, and I completely forgot I have ESPN+. Plus. On my laptop, we just put it on. It's so, like duh. We're sitting here watching so, it as as you, we speak. But you good to have there. good to have all Southern Miss fans along with us here on the Eagle Hour Monday through Friday and all the different uh, platforms where it can be downloaded. Uh, things are going really well for the show, and it's because of you. Thanks so much. We'll see you on Monday, hopefully to talk about a region championship. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.